0: Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey.
1: Coming up. but I just want to stress that uh, we believe it's extremely important that we let the Tampa community know that the person responsible for this heinous crime is off the streets tonight. Uh, there's still a lot of work to do with the detectives. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime.
0: to get straight to a news alert right now out of hillsborough county answers in a mystery tampa police have been working on for weeks now tonight an arrest made in the murder of stephanie krone overholtz
1: police in florida have made an arrest in connection to a gruesome discovery made just last month i'm joined by reporter shannon clow at 10 tampa bay wtsp in tampa shannon thanks for being here once again
2: absolutely well thanks for having me for i guess another bizarre story
1: Tell us about this discovery that was made uh, in in November.
2: Yeah, so November 11th in the outskirts of downtown Tampa along McKay Bay, there's a fisherman. It's a normal spot for fishermen to go, for people to kind of pull off the side of the road and kind of just hang out near the water. Well, this fisherman, according to Tampa police, discovers body parts. One day later, we actually talked to a fisherman who found a human leg. So he actually just spotted it out in the water. He said at first he thought it was a dead fish. It looked odd. As it got closer, he noticed it was white, gray, bloated, and then realized it was a human leg immediately calling police.
1: And at the time, was that the only body part that that was found or as far as we know?
2: So on November 11th, which was a Thursday, Tampa police said they found body parts uh, from a fisherman who called it in. And then that Friday is when we know a leg was found, according to a fisherman we spoke with. And that's when we learned a little bit more of some bizarre details that on this leg there was a tattoo, but not just your average tattoo, This tattoo was very identifiable. It had three names on it, Sean, Greg, and Zach. So that was actually a huge, huge tip for police to kind of identify who this
1: was. Right. And so what happens next? They're able to use this tattoo to identify the victim, right?
2: Yeah. So they put this picture of this tattoo out, said it was on the leg found by the fisherman. And then they start just looking through missing people. They start reaching out, getting that picture out there. They end up uh, you know, connecting a car that could be related in this incident. So now with a tattoo and a car, we are told they were able to, to identify this woman through the medical examiner. And they found family who actually is traced back to Pennsylvania. This woman, Stephanie Crone overholtz apparently moved here to Florida in 2020 from Pennsylvania.
1: And correct me if I'm wrong, did the family members see or hear about this tattoo, or did police get to them through, through another method? You mentioned the car and otherwise.
2: So as far as we know from a press conference that recently happened last week, it sounds like it was the tattoo that actually connected police to the family because they were able to identify that and said, yep, that was on her leg.
1: Amazing that that, was, that, that worked. You, you, you often have situations where there's an identifying mark or a tattoo or something like this, but it doesn't get back to the family. So incredible that uh, they, they were able to to get wind of this and to see it and to find out this awful news. What do we know about the victim in this case?
2: So what we know is she moved here to Florida in 2020. We know she's 47 years old. Uh, Details surrounding, you know, really who she is and what brought her here are limited. But from police, what we know that connects her with the suspect in this case is apparently the suspect, Robert Kessler, says he met Stephanie at a fast food chain restaurant she was apparently looking for somewhere to live. He offered up his house in Lutz, That's in Florida. And that's as far as we know that she was living with him. And then apparently her family hadn't heard from her. No one had heard from her. And that's when she was missing. And then apparently her body parts found in McKay Bay.
1: And so you mentioned a suspect. How long did it take police to get to this man? And what sort of evidence did? clues do they have to, to get to him?
2: So it took them just over a week to connect this all together. And it was really interesting. So the this man was actually already in jail on unrelated charges, on drug charges. He has a pretty extensive drug criminal background. But anyway, so police, you know, they're putting all their clues together. They have body parts. They have a tattoo. So they're able to identify this woman. They're able to find her car. Now inside her car, we learn they find her blood. Anyway, from tracking this all down, they realize that she could have been staying with this man in Lutz, Robert Kessler. So they go and interview him. He admits, he says he met her at a fast food chain restaurant. He says that she was staying with him, but this is where he says, She ended up just leaving his house, which police later found that was a lie because they actually found her blood inside of his house and also on a pair of shoes. So that's when they were able to question him further. They say, the police say he was lying and that he is the one that killed her. And then he's also charged with a charge for abusing a dead body. So that would lead us to believe he was the one that somehow from Lutz to Tampa brought her body and disposed of it in McKay Bay.
1: And what do we know, if anything, about what he said about these charges?
2: So as far as we know, it just seems like he was almost in denial of what happened. Uh, Police said that he straight up lied to them that Stephanie had just left his house and that he seemed to have nothing to do with this. Which, I mean, from the blood evidence, just police said turned out to be a total lie.
1: So at this point in time, he is still behind bars, facing these charges and this horrific crime, but we don't know if he's actually admitting to anything at this point.
2: Yeah, and it's so interesting because he was already in jail. So um, he's already in jail on separate charges, now facing two felony charges, including murder And um, at this point, what's just strange is we don't know a motive. I mean, we really don't know the relationship behind these two, aside that they met at a fast food restaurant and it appears Stephanie maybe needed somewhere to live at the moment. So it just is very strange as to why police say he would be the one to murder her. And I mean... When we're talking about a murder, in this case, we're talking body parts. So it seems very gruesome. So what, what could have happened?
0: Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey.
1: I asked earlier, and it, it, it's, a, it's a, a grisly case. Anytime you've got body parts that are discovered, you mentioned that police spoke of body parts certainly of a leg. Has anything else been recovered?
2: So I asked actually Tampa police that during their press conference, if they had found all of her body parts to which they told us that the investigation's just ongoing and that's something they won't comment on right now. But they did say that the body parts appeared to be in the water longer than we anticipated they were found November 11th originally, some of them, and police say that there's activity on the 5th or the 6th of November that traces back to when the body could have been put in the water. So her body could have been there for, who knows, a couple of weeks or so.
1: Such a sad case and a tragic story for, for this family.
2: Yeah, a really sad one, You know, really bizarre, I think, The family and, you know, reporters covering this just have a lot of questions as to what exactly happened. We don't know the cause of death. We don't know exactly what happened to her um, and how her body was, you know, almost what seems to be, you know, cut up in different pieces. People have a lot of questions as to just the motive and exactly what happened to her.
1: All right. Shannon Clow at 10 Tampa Bay WTSP in Tampa. Thanks again for talking to us.
2: Of course. Anytime.
1: Thanks for listening to The Daily Crime. We're here five days a week, Monday through Friday. And be sure to check out our weekly show, True Crime Chronicles, available every Monday wherever you listen to podcasts. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson.